what this is how prepared <laughs> the show is, by the way. Uh, yeah. No. Okay. So I was at work and I was uh, and we were talking and I said, no, we should hang out. We should do something like outside of work, um, like because well, all we do is complain about work while at work. So I was like, you know, might as well do something else. So like around like nine or ten of us, we we decided to like hang out. So we got dinner and then the plan was to get dinner and then go to this karaoke place that we found. Okay. So uh, so we went to dinner and uh, and it was fun. And then we, even though we said let's hang out and let, let's not make it our work, let's just hang out. All we did was talk about work. And <laughs> but we had this idea to go to this karaoke place. And a friend of a, a, a friend like at work uh, found the place and was gonna call to like us. We didn't know if we had to make a reservation, so she called. And she did this thing that a lot of people do that I know that I don't mind doing this for them, but it happens quite often. They start the call, they have their phone to their face, and then they go, I'm too shy. I can't do this. You do this. And me the phone. Uh-huh. And I go like, fine, I'll do this. So I grab the phone and I'm like, yeah. And, and, they, go, and, and they go like, yeah, what's up? And I, and I go, yeah, is this a karaoke place? And they go, yeah. And I go, okay, um, it's like this Korean-inspired karaoke place, like with like the specific rooms and like uh, you, they had. There's this button where like they come in with like service, so like if you want food or drinks or anything, yeah. they bring it to you there. And I know nothing of these things, but so I call in and I, and I go like, yeah, I need to make a reservation. And they, and they go, okay, how many people in your party? And I go like nine. And they go like, okay, um, what time? And I go, I'm thinking around 10, 10 p.m. Is that good? And they go like, yeah, we're open from like six to like six thirty a.m. And I go, okay, like 10, 10 is good. And then he, and then one of them asks like, girls. And I go, like three of us, yeah. girls. Like, like there's like three girls in our party, I guess. And the guy know like no like girls, and I go. Yeah, like three of us in our party. Like, what do you mean? And he goes, "No, like, do you want girls in the room?" And I go, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Oh, the, there's a service that you know you, that we can send girls to the room." And I go, "What the <laughs> place is this?" Like, I go, like I turn, I turn to my coworker and I was like, "Are you sure this is a karaoke place?" And he, and he goes, "No, it's like a thing. Like, they they go there, they they hype up, they hype they up. they're meant to make the experience less uh, less." Awkward, possibly. I don't think so. I think it would have made it more awkward. So I just went like, you know what? No, no. no, no, no. <laughs> you should have asked, how much extra for the girls? <laughs> I didn't ask. I was too... Uh, you know what? I'm proud that you did so it. I am I proud that you did it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird, man. Because like, I, was, I was like, no, no, no. It's, it's it's all good. Thank you. Thank you. No, I, I don't need any of this. Fuck off. <laughs> So, yeah, no, and then like, okay, well, confirm for ten, yeah. So I hang up, and then I, I realize that every all of my coworkers are just sitting there like, what did he, what just happened? And I went like, I don't know. They wanted to send some girls to the room. It's a karaoke room, I think. And then, and then we showed up, and it was like outside. It was like the shadiest looking place. Like it was on a second floor with like an outside ladder. And, like, there was no, like, completely covered up, no windows, only, like, one sign, like, pointing to it. And we were, like, if, if, if we walk in and it looks, it looks as shady on the inside as it does on the outside, like, we're leaving. And then, no, we walked in and it was, like, super clean. <laughs> like, 
really like yeah I, I was like this is you odd, know why but okay and everything went well no okay it's because if they if it looks nice on the outside as well as on the inside property taxes are higher so they want to keep it looking shady that way they don't have to pay as much in tax or I don't know if that's how it is in Mexico but that, that's how it is here I, I thought it was it, it would look like I don't know like any other place but now it, it, it really feels like it's a different completely different space so yeah it was pretty pretty clean I have a question it, but it, um, it's a full karaoke bar though like they have rooms like for groups to go and do karaoke does it do well yes they have like huh I have no idea it's like the first time I, it's, and not like as we were leaving because like we were paying at the end um, they did force us to pay for like two hours because it's like it, it's this much for an hour and the minimum is two hours and uh, but they had everything they had the equipment they had the microphones they had the lights they had uh, they had the speakers and everything um, yeah hmm. it was cool and yeah and then at the end they, they asked us like how did you heard of this place and like we literally went to Google Maps we typed in karaoke and this, this place came up like, that's it thank you Google Maps like you Google Maps for like a very strange night, and um, yeah, so now I know. And then I was telling this story to to some to some family this morning, and like the the second that I said that the guy said girls, they immediately knew what they were talking about, and I it took me. I, see, I knew exactly what they were talking about, but Chema, it's because you're 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 a young soul. You're you're an innocent boy. It's okay. <laughs> I'm like a, I'm like a year younger than you. What are you? But Chema, about? you you don't know about 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 the dark things of this world. You don't know. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. I I have a secondary part to that bit. If you want, I can add a little something to it. Oh. Oh, so please. it has nothing to do with karaoke. It's just something that like just happened. So. Uh. You ever notice how, as we're older now, we get to spend money on stupid things, right? Yes. Uh, What dumb things would you say that you remember spending money on? Like, what are some dumb things? Like, as as an adult on stuff from your childhood. Oh, uh, as an adult on stuff from my childhood. Um, Shoot. Uh, maybe not stuff for my childhood, but like things that I would have bought as a kid now. Like if I was a kid now and I had the money, I would have bought that. that but like not retro stuff. Yeah. That's what you're asking. So. so I don't know. Uh, I, yeah. What, what I've been trying buy? to buy some old Yu-Gi-Oh cards, but god damn, they're expensive as fuck. Okay. Dude, you have no fucking clue. Like, the old Dark Magician card I had when I was a kid is like 150 to 200 bucks, depending on the condition. Like, oh my god. There is a... There are a couple of, pl- of plazas, like, here that specify on that, and that you can go, like, physically. And people will sell them, like, new collectors and stuff. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go... And I'll see if I can find you one. It's okay. Don't worry. Because I don't want... I ain't buying no Dark Magician for 200 bucks. 
Um, but also yesterday, you know what happened? Nikki was with me. All right, we're in bed. I'm on my laptop, and I'm on eBay, and I'm bidding on one that says it's called Dark Magician, like it's a card. But the the guy who put it up for auction spelled it Derek Magician. Like he misspelled it. Like you put D A R E K. Oh, Derek yeah. Like he misspelled it. So I was like, okay. I think I'm going to steal this. Because up until the last like two minutes, no one else had bid. I put $4 down because I'm like, oh, like he misspelled it. So no one knows about it. I'm going to win this. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably not showing up on like search engines. Right. Okay. Yes. All right. So two minutes yeah. out, someone bids $5. I'm like, hey, boo, what do you think? She's like, bid six. I bid six. They bid seven. I bid eight. They bid nine. We bid ten. And I'm like, boo, I think ten's my limit. She's like, no, you keep going. Go 20. So I bid 20. They go 21. I go 22, 23, 24, 25. We end up going to, I think it was, we went to $29. And right when I typed in 30, expired. No. I was like, no. Think it was pissed. She's like, what? No, this bullshit. Okay, question. Um, is it the one where he's where he's got his arms folded, or is it the one where he? Where yeah, he's holding his hat. holding his hat the way you have it. Okay, is it is it yes. a shiny one? Yes. Was it in English? Oh, you're pissed Dude. Luck. No, it's from. No, oh, not only that, it's because that was the one from two thousand two Yu-Gi-Oh starter deck. So it's holographic. It's a cool looking card, but it's fucking expensive too. I am currently, as we speak, Chema, as we speak, I am currently bid on four different ones for each for various amounts. <laughs> Trying to win at least one. We'll see what happens. This is what adults this is what adults do when you get adult money. <laughs> Let me go back to my childhood, a less painful time. Speaking of childhoods, let's talk about Orphan First Kill. Thank you for welcoming us onto your screens or onto your headphones. My name's Eddie. And I'm Chema, reviewing Orphan First Kill. And this is the rollback. This is the rollback. There's always been something wrong with Esther. After escaping from an Estonian psychiatric facility, Lena Klammer travels to America by impersonating Esther, the missing daughter of Hawatha family. But when her mask starts to slip, she is put against a mother who will protect her family from the murderous child at any cost. So this is the prequel to Orphan First Kill, uh, taking place, I don't know how many years earlier? It says it took place in 2007. So, like, immediately? The other one took pla- takes place... No, the other one takes place in 2007 as well, because uh, it's right before the the original. Oh wait, it's two years before the original. Okay, uh, so yeah, so this is two years earlier. It starts uh, once again Isabel Furham as Esther, so she's the same actress. Uh, I think around uh, eleven years later, like around that time, I'm, or like twelve years later. Yeah. And uh, so she plays Esther again, and this also stars uh, Julia Stiles, Rosie Sutherland who I didn't know is the half-brother of Kiefer Sutherland. 
and uh, Matthew Finland and other character and other actors in uh, supporting roles. So this is the prequel to Orphan First Kill. Orphan, I think, uh, one of the most remembered modern contemporary horror movies because of how subtle it is, how calm it is, and of course because of that very very infamous twist. One of the great new twists of the new century, I think. Uh, the idea of this uh, this little girl killer being actually like a thirty something year old woman with a with a, I think dwarfism is called is the is the condition referred to Propor- proportional dwar- proportional dwarfism that's the one uh, I think Orphan is one of those movies that like people really remember for being like an original property for uh, the twist being you know really unique uh, so here we have a prequel it's one of those movies that I feel like well it didn't need a prequel like we know. The story, but apparently the th- reason why they did a prequel was because one of the most criticized aspects of the original one is uh, the fact that how did she get from Estonia to the U.S. like without any like legality of paperwork? But now we know why. This is a movie that explains the why. And I have a very See? yeah. What's up? No, no, no. Uh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I'll. Oh, God. So I had a very specific reaction to the original one, and I had a more a more different but equally specific reaction to this one. So I cannot wait to discuss this because I love it when I'm watching a movie and slowly throughout it I go, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" I love it when a movie makes <laughs> me do that, does that, and this movie did. But I want to hear your reaction. What did you think of Orphan First Kill? Um, man, okay, so, dude, where do we start? Folks, for those of you who, who maybe have been spoiled the, the, the ending of the original Orphan, um, it, it was, I think, about as big of a twist as, let's say, like, Camp Sleepaway, where it turned out in the end that it was, uh, that she was a boy, she was the brother all along, like, you know? Like, it's a very infamous twist because you really didn't see it coming. No one had any right to think that that twist was going to come. Um, so it, it was a legit game changer. Like, it's... God, I think that's the only reason why the box office for the initial one was so high. $78 million against a $20 million budget. And that's a rated R slasher movie on original property, no less. But, nonetheless... Um, this one had high expectations to live up to, and I think it lived up to it. Um, established a lot of tropes that came in Orphan that were established in Orphan First Kill. Um, you know, she's in an asylum because of the, uh, uh, she murdered a family. She posed as a kid, got adopted, fell in love with the dad of the family, killed them all. Uh, the scars on her wrists and her ankles and her neck, um, from her being in an asylum and so much more. Um, man. Orphan First Kill. It's also crazy, though, because it leaves the door open for a third film, which they've actually discussed possibly doing a third one. Although Esther was killed at the end of the first Orphan, I have no idea how they would do it. A midquel. Some... <laughs> just her two, her two years the, in, that, in, that, in that orphanage. Um, yeah, well, also, look, okay, so... To start, I guess, uh, props to the director, the, the cinematographer, whoever the hell is responsible for making sure that she looked, that she still stayed looking young, Isabella uh, Furman, because she did still still seem like a, a, a child, yeah. a toddler. Like, like she still did seem like like a little kid. Yeah. 
Um, they use but they did it practically. No de aging. You know, they used practical effects. They used uh, stand-ins. They used forced camera shots and so many other ways to make her seem like a, a kid. Yeah. They used a, a double that that's actually like a little girl for like the scenes where you don't really need to see her face. Uh, they used makeup, and she looks exactly like she did in the original one. Like it's it's kind of scary. It's it's nuts, man. It's nuts. And then she she seems to be they establish how dangerous she is from the very beginning when the head psychiatrist even says or the warden says she is the most dangerous inmate in this prison yeah it's not even close and you see some of the create uh, that's not the right phrase some of the dangerous inmates in that asylum yeah. in that place and like the fact that he's scared of her that they're worried about esther should speak volumes to like how dangerous and capable she is which she is although i'm gonna say this right now straight up the first guard that she killed deserved it <laughs> oh yes definitely uh no remorse yeah. fuck them yeah that's 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 a dangerous game you play when you're working a, when you're working at, in, in a place like that you don't you don't do that you don't do that um I love how when the movie starts and we see this uh, this art this art therapy uh, structure coming in because me and and I feel like everyone in the theater knew immediately oh she's gonna die <laughs> like like the second you showed up I'm like I'm like this is not Julia Stiles she's expendable and uh, but no it shows <laughs> it shows you like what what Esther is capable of just to just to escape because the whole escape section. One props to the movie for being fast. The whole movie is like an hour and forty and forty odd minutes, and thank God, um, I love me a shorter movie. So 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 that, that was great. But I like that that whole part felt substantial. Felt like a good part of the. Felt like a good introduction, and um, her introduction when she's just sitting there drawing, and the art teacher comes in and like the lights are coming in and out, and you can see like Esther's movements like between every like change change of the light that was so creepy and so creative and so well done and full of tension like you know the movie barely started you know she's not going to start killing the second like the credits haven't even finished rolling and but they made it feel so creepy like the atmosphere was so heavy in a way that it's campy but fun uh and and, and i think the movie like knows it and kind of played around with it um, so I love the introductory shot. I love how how uh, how she escapes. Um, the second that you see, I kind of thought they were gonna do like a Cape Fear kind of thing with with like her like grabbing herself to the bottom of the car, but nah, we just they just established that, that she's like in the in the back. Um, see, that's a see that's another thing. Like, how the fuck did you not search your car? There was just a riot. Like, how do you not think? Yeah, double check. I'll be safe. Stupid. Yeah, you know, just. That's harsh, but it's true. Yeah, just, just you know, just, yeah. Um, so there's that, and then uh, we see the uh, the family. What are the what are they called? The uh, the the the, the privileges. The Albright. The privileges. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they're led by Julia Stiles, who plays who plays the mother. I have had a thing for Julia Stiles ever since I was a teenager and I saw 10 Things Ahead About You, okay? Like, oh, that's who she I is. Know, I, I recognize the face. I couldn't place yeah. her. Yeah. 
Yes. So she kind of fell off. Like she kind of disappeared. She hasn't been. She's popped up in like a couple of things. Like she she's technically like the the lead girl in the Bourne movies because she's the I don't know. She's his wife. Or I've never seen the Bourne movies, but I know she's in them. Um, and she was in Sibulang's playbook. And she's been in a couple of things, but I kind of missed seeing her and stuff. I like that they gave her this 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 uh, this character because her character has so many shades to her. Like uh, only she could have played it in the way that she did. So I'm glad that she got that, uh, and she did great. She plays. Uh, she stands toe to toe with this like new horror icon, honestly, uh, to the point where she where she can say really random things and they feel like a threat. Like I, I don't want to jump too ahead, but that part when she kind of figures everything going on and they they force a deal, and then she goes up to Esther and goes. I'm gonna go fuck my husband, and then she like leaves, and then Esther is like genuinely looking like destroyed over it. Jesus, that was like that was nothing about this movie should have worked, and then for some reason it did work. That was just fucking cold blooded. But I mean, oh man. Okay, so to start, Julia Stiles, um, she plays the man. I don't know how to describe her because. She's a very... She obviously, they come from a family of privilege. Like, they even make a point of saying it a couple times in the film. Like, people in this country, people like me matter. You know? Or their resources or whatnot. So, there's that. They come from a very wealthy family. Um, she plays the mom. Like, the, the, the Karen very fucking well. Initially, I'm not gonna lie to you. Initially, I was on the side of the brother. Because he kind of looked... Because when Esther first appears... He's like, hey, I'm thinking to myself, he knows it's not a sister. Like, siblings know. At first, I was like, okay, I'm on this kid's side. But then he becomes more and more of an asshole. And it's like, oh, no, fuck this kid. Uh, and then we, we get to the twist later. But initially, I was actually on his yeah. side. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it's not like I was on his side, but I knew. I, I didn't know the twist. But I figured the original one had such an iconic new twist that it can't. If you're gonna do a prequel, you you, you want to top that. Like this, like this movie doesn't feel. From the second it starts, I was like, this this is either gonna be a cash grab, or it's gonna be like an actual. Yeah. Thing. And thank God it's an actual thing, cause like, cause like now if I feel like if I rewatch it, the reason why he felt on the fence about it made sense the reason why the mom re was not cold because he she was showing emotions but at the same time she didn't feel like she wasn't broken down crying over, over yeah her. she was she was like oh my god my little girl she was like oh okay yeah the the dad was and because the dad was and they had that difference i was, I was like julia styles is not under acting here like she's not giving, she's not being given by direction. What is happening here? And then when the twist hits, when she kills the detective, that's when you go. I have no idea what's gonna happen now. I have no idea what this movie's going for. And then as this, as it kept developing, I was I was in love. I love when there is a bit to commit to, and even more when the bit is committed to. Like yes, exploit the. Fuck out of this concept, man! I I want to know I want to know who came up with the twist with the idea, and I want to go and want to give them a very firm handshake. Good for you! You came up with a good idea. Good for you. 
Because, man, I I didn't see it coming at all. At all. Um. Yeah, me neither. Like, I have... No, but I was going to say, I was going to agree with you, though, because on a rewatch, you do notice the little things that add up to them being like, you're not Esther, but we can't say it out loud. What the fuck are we going to do? Yeah. Um, but no, it's very... How do I say this? There's a lot of plot holes also in this film. Like, there are. Like, like I initially, I'd be like, bullshit, DNA test. Like, in, like that would have been my initial thing. I understand why they didn't. It's 2007. Like, it's it, it's a plot hole. But also, dude, we're watching a movie about a 33-year-old woman who poses as an orphan and kills people. Shut up. Suspend your disbelief. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, though, man. Um, oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. The, the mom and the son fucking deserved it, though. Like... This movie recognized what it had to do. It had to twist it to where you were rooting for Esther now. You're rooting for the bad guy. But the only way to do that is to give her someone even worse to face. So it's nuts that like I found myself rooting for Esther because... I mean, what, what would it take for you to root for the psychotic uh, little girl? Well, the mother covered up the death of her child by her other child and her other child's a bit of a douche okay I'm with you there like it, it's smart it's just I, props to you yeah and the fact that they have to live with it and they have to like continue that that whole thing I'm like the mom has a past like the mom has seen some <laughs> shit like cause like you don't how, how how did she get there like how did she get like and I like that they keep it very vague. Like all they said is that the brother and the sister had a squirrel and she just died. Like they, they don't they don't say exactly what happened. I know because after I finished it, I was like, did I miss something? And I was googling it and like looking for summaries. And like no one seems to have an idea of exactly what happened. They just say like, oh, they had a thing and then they fought, they fought and she died. And you know what? I don't need an explanation. I don't. That was it. Was so fun. It was just so fun to be in that in that journey with them and the fact that they had to like. Uh, just deal with it, and the fact that the mom got so close every like so every like twenty every like fifteen minutes, the, the mom was like, you know what, deals off. Like let's let's just kill her. Like like uh, uh, they were so down to just keep that, and it makes for like great drama too at the end when they're fighting and the house is burning and the dad comes in and she's fa- he's faced with the option of saving one of them. It's like like exactly like that. I was feeling in a in a similar way like. This movies, these movies like this makes us root for not the villain, but like we're not rooting for the victims. <laughs> like we're not. Like, it, like ha- have you ever seen? Do you uh, you've never seen Dragon Ball Z, right? I mean, in the same way that like as a Mexican, I've. I've <laughs> I've, I've absorbed it through through cultural osmosis. Oh, oh, okay, so there's this is the quickest thing I, I can equate it to. You know how initially everyone didn't like Vegeta because he was a bad guy, like in character in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a yeah. fight. There's a scene where uh, Cell and Vegeta are fighting, right? And you have Piccolo and Tien and Bulma out on the lookout, like they're they're just like listening to the fight, and uh, Piccolo goes, 
Like, uh, are we rooting for Vegeta? And then Tien says, let's be honest, we're rooting against Cell. There's a difference. Uh, like, we're not rooting f- for Esther. We're rooting against Julia Stiles and the little shit. That's how I feel every time I go vote. <laughs> yeah. If that makes, if yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That's how I feel every time that I makes, go vote. Uh, that makes perfect fucking sense. Um... <laughs> but no, I, I like how I went with politics and you went with Dragon Ball. It works. <laughs> hey, you know what? It fits. It fucking fits. Um, yeah. But no, um, the twist in this film, yeah. like like the ability to get them, their ability to get us to cheer for Esther is a testament to the great writing in this film. And then again, that twist, the, the ideas that they had, the, the production, this is, to me, a very underrated, high-quality film, if for nothing else, for the practical effects alone. But solid story, solid writing in every way. Definitely. I think, uh, I think it's like... Uh, it's like... It's, how do I explain it? Imagine like being a kid on Christmas and getting a very, very, very small box as a present... And then you open it and it's like the coolest thing ever. I can't, like, I don't know. Like, it's bigger than the sum of its parts, you know? Uh, like, the performances are great. The acting is great. The atmosphere is, is also great. But it feels like a smaller package, which is, I think might be a perfect metaphor because, like, Esther is tiny. So, I don't know. It It's weird. It's it's, it's a weird... It's a, it's a, it's a feel like... This is exactly how I felt about... Uh, on *Malignant* last year, like uh, like the creepy little 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 movie that sh- it, it's bigger than, than it should be, um, so it's great. And uh, speaking of the writers, like this is written by three people: uh, David Leslie Johnson, McGoldrick, David Coxwell, and Alex Mays. Two of them, uh, uh, w- w- one of them is the writer of the of the original *Orphan*, and the other two are James Wan's writers. So uh, they're usually like the writers that, that he hires. Like uh, they they work on most of the Conjuring's and on Aquaman, so it kind of makes sense that, that that they would team up to work on this. Um, I swear to God, they better write Mirror out of uh, out of Aquaman. I swear to God. Oh God, yeah. One can dream. Spend a good time not thinking about Aquaman, huh? Yeah. And also shout out to director uh, William Brent uh, Bell, who uh, I, I don't want to say this, but it's like their it's like his first good movie. So. Um, Damn. Because all he's done is, like, he he did, like, The Boy, The Boy 2, The Devil Inside, and, and, and that's it. So, yeah. Um, good for you, man. Good for you. Uh, let me see here. Who else is in this film? Oh, what do you think of the, the true drama that I felt like they brought as far as, like, the dad shutting down after the little girl was taken? Well, I thought that was very smart because it made you feel for the dad, and it made you it, it made you feel like, okay, well, like he's not like, like, if she's just staying in the house, like what harm is she doing? You know, like it it made me sad with Esther in that in that sense because like he was so sad, and they, and they they kept showing the ways that he was just not painting anymore, and his paintings were so beautiful and so smart with like the the nightlight thing. That, that you figured, you know, of course you, you're rooting for this guy. And if she's helping, then you know, what's the harm? But then you also know the mom, like, oh, God. Uh, really smart. Really smart. Uh, a, a movie that's way smarter than, than it needs to be, really. 
What's it called? Um, do you think they'll do a trailer? Do you think they'll make a third? I don't think so. But uh, honestly, if you had asked me the same thing about the original Orphan, like, would, should, would they make a sequel? I would have. If you had asked me when the original Orphan came out, if, if they would have made a sequel, I would have told you. One, either it's gonna be a cash grab and they're just gonna put her in, the, in a, with a different family and do and, and and do the same movie without like the fun twist, or or that or that's it. Like that's that's the because up until that then that's all we had. Um, but then we saw that. But then I saw this and I was like, this is this is how you keep going. So unless they do, unless if they do a third one, they would either they would need a third twist, and I don't know if they can. Cause like this is this is lightning in a bottle here, man. Um, but if they if they can do it, if they can do another twist that's equally fun, sure, I'll take it. Okay. Um. You? I actually really hope they do do a third. I'm actually very much down for it. Um. I think it would be. I wouldn't mind it if it was the bridge in between. But the thing is, they'd have to find a way to make us root for Esther again. Maybe in the orphanage they're abusive, and Esther is more like a an angel of vengeance. I don't know. Orphan three, angel of vengeance. There you go. Boom. I just came up with your story. Angel of vengeance. Yeah. the The only thing that I regret from this from this whole experience is the fact that you just spoiled Sleepaway Camp for me. So, Are you shitting me? Thanks, Eddie. Yeah, you're. Yeah, it's like, why would you do that? And were you planning it? on watching it? <laughs> Honestly, that's on me. I sh- Maybe. Wait, really, dude? Know. That twist is so well no, known. That know. twist was on the Bravo list back in 2007, before YouTube was even a thing. What's? I had no idea. I'd never seen it. I'd never seen Sleepaway Camp. I just. Uh, I'll tell you what. Me. Watch Sleepaway Camp Four. That one has a pretty good twist. There's four yep. of these? Sleepaway Camp, there's four. But watch the fourth one. That one has a hell of a twist. The Survivor? The la- the, whichever one was the last one, yes. That one? Sleepaway Camp, The Survivor. That one in 2012? Yeah. It looks It really is. Cheap. It is, but that twist. That's the one thing I'll give it. That twist, though. Do I have to watch... Oh, You're gonna have to if you want to get the full story. Alright. Because my weekend's booked. No, now. don't waste your time. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Do not, do not waste your fucking time watching all those movies. What? Damn it. We'll figure out something better to do for Halloween. Alright, man. Do you have plans huh? for Halloween already? Do you have plans for Halloween already? Uh, we're debating between one of four things. Either Mario and Luigi, steampunk themed. What were the other ones? Oh, I can't remember the okay. other ones. Steampunk, Mario and Luigi. Fuck, I can't remember the other ones. Uh, we'll figure it out later. We'll figure it out later. Oh, how about you? Right. I, I have no plans. I have no plans. Uh, last year, I didn't do anything. Because uh, COVID was still going and I didn't have plans. So I had a costume, but I just never used it. So maybe this year I'll do that one or I'll do another one. I have a, com- I have a completely a hypothetical. Like, I don't know. Do y'all go hard for Halloween in Mexico or not really? 
Y'all do? Okay. Yes. Alright, just curiosity. I don't know. I don't know. I know, like, y'all don't give two shits about Thanksgiving, for example. That's why I ask. Oh, we don't... We don't even celebrate. It's not a... It's not a thing. Uh, now, our... Our... Uh, our... Well, it was... It was just right now. Thursday and Friday. That's what... That's what going hard is. That was... So, I don't know if you know, but September 16th and 17th, that, that's our Independence Day. So, uh... So, that's the day where we the- went... Are, are y'all hungover? Is the country hungover? Yes. Yes, the whole country's hungover. That, you know what? Good for the country. They deserve it. It's been a long couple years. Yes. We, we, we've been through <laughs> enough, honestly. Um, but yeah, um, last thoughts on Orphan First Skill? I think it's great. I think it's really fun. I think uh, it's it, it might slip under the radar because people are going to be like, they did a prequel of this? Why? And then they're going to watch this and they're going to go, oh, that's why. Great. I'm glad to see Julia Stiles back. She looked great the whole movie and she acted great. So, you know, what's not to like? I like the first, first skill. I give it a I give it a good, I give it three stars on, on, on Letterboxd. Uh, but yeah, why not bump it to 3.5? Really great. Agreed. B. I'd give it a solid B. It's a good movie. We certainly could have done worse. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Definitely. Maybe because the expectations were very low. But I'm glad I watched this. Also, weird weird release way. Got released in theaters, VOD, and Paramount Plus at the same time. So that's random. Didn't think we were going to get one of those again post-COVID. But okay. We got it. Um, so that's our thoughts on Orphan First Skill. Fun movie, definitely check it out. Um, what are we doing? Next? Um, well, I was gonna suggest Blonde because, like, it's the Mar- it's it's supposedly one of the most controversial movies of the last ten years, but uh, it won't be released on Netflix until September twenty eighth. So, do you want to do Pinocchio and then Blondie and then Blonde, or do you want to do something else? We can do Pinocchio. We can do Pinocchio. It, may, it, it makes sense that we would do that since it just came out. So, yeah, let's do that. And then uh, we can review something else at a later time. I am a little salty that Fernie uh, reviewed Clerks 3 by himself, but it also makes sense. It's not out here yet. So. Oh, well, I was actually All supposed right. to go watch it with him. All right. Oh, my car broke what? down on the way. Oh, I got everything got taken care of. Uh, I was I legitimately really... maybe okay. five minutes away from the theater when my car was like, <laughs> nah. Jesus. Y- yeah. Uh, well, it's not out here yet, but the, se- but the second that it is, I'm going to... Clerk's, two point f- it, Clerk's so. uh, 3.5 yeah. review? Clerk's 2.5 review, I guess. Uh, knowing myself, I'm going to... So I'm gonna. I, I I love Kevin Smith so much. I'm gonna find a way to like squeeze it into my top ten. I just know, even if it's bad, I'm gonna pull a U and put in put in number one, even if it's not a good movie like you did with Aquaman that year. Uh, I'm still. Gee, I'm I still can't fucking tell. Goddamn. How how the fuck on the year where I put Roma at number one, you were like oh, Aquaman was pretty good. Like, look, man. I I like what I like. Alright, DC fanboy through and through. I'm not saying I'm always oh. right. I'm saying that's what happened. I uh, apologize for nothing. Well, I'll just I'll let it go. No. It, <laughs> oh, also, real quick, Iron All Claw. Right. Can't wait to see uh, that one. Yeah. The Iron Claw. Which one? 
A24 film. What's that? The oh, Von Erich family. Yeah, the Von Erich family. Oof, that's going to be a great one. Do you know about the Von... I know nothing about the subject, so I know nothing, but I feel like that would be... All right, I will tell you nothing. Go in knowing nothing. Yeah, because like... Uh, what was the what was her name? Uh, fucking uh, Lexi Alexander is doing a movie on uh, the fucks. The Ric fuck's Flair. Name, this guy's name. Uh, I I know the whole story. No, uh, I I know the whole story. And for some reason, I'm blanking. Tell me the story. Uh, she's doing a movie. Uh, uh he, he killed Jimmy Snooker. Uh, Benoit. No, the other one. Uh, they, yeah, they're doing a movie on not, him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Lexi Alexander is doing it. She's great. But, like, they're actually going to shoot it, or they're still talking about it, possibly? Uh, It's confirmed, but they haven't started shooting it. Uh, I want to know who's working on this fucking movie, though. Aftermath, Discovery, Memorial, Responses, Chronic, Steroids, Wikipedia, Controversy, Aftermath, and Legacy. I don't see anything. God damn it. I really do want to... Excuse me. It's called... The movie's called Crossface. Crossface movie. Which I... A biopic? About the notorious wrestler Chris Benoit. Yeah, the side. Oh, it says it has, it's been shelved. Uh, Dude, believe God, me, I want to see it. I... L- no, because, like... Lexi Alexander is such a cool director. Like she did, she did a uh, Punisher Warzone, and she did Green Street Hooligans, and she used to be an MMA fighter. Like she used to train Marines, and then she became a director. So all her movies are super violent. Uh, so she was, I think she was like the perfect person to direct this. And also, she follows me on Twitter. What? Why does she follow you? Um, I have no idea, but she follows me on Twitter. So I like. You know what? Uh, I would watch it. Yeah. If Lexi did it, I'd watch it. But yeah. As explains... Yeah, the the, the, the Benoit family had it uh, stopped. They're not... They're not rich, uh, but I mean... <laughs> like, I know I know why they... Like, I don't understand why they did it, but come on. All right. All right. Wow, we got way off topic. Orphan First All Kill. Right. Go yeah, watch it, folks. Okay. It's great. It has a great twist. Thank you for joining us. My I've been Eddie. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate it. Listen to all our other podcasts. They're great, especially when I'm there. Yeah, especially when I'm there. Uh, thank you for joining us. This was the rollback. Signing off with a reminder to let the things that are dead stay dead. Also a reminder, don't let the movie Orphan stop you from possibly considering adoption. Oh yes, definitely. I I believe that was a high point of contact. Yeah, no, they had to put a disclaimer at the beginning so, of the film, like uh, VOD and uh, DVD. If you buy it now, there's a disclaimer that you can't skip that says, "Please consider adopting a child and making their life better." This is purely a work of fiction. Please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Very smart work of fiction. Bye everybody. Bye everybody. <laughs>